When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Big Ugly Tailgate, bringing the party to the radio with Casey Studdard, Johnny Rogers, and Ben Buckman. Say pods. You never know who's going to show up to the tailgate. Talking sports, food, music, and all things ATX on the station that says what Austin sports fans are thinking. The Horn. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Good morning, Austin, Texas. A beautiful day here in the capital city. If you're sitting there thinking to yourself, why am I still listening to Johnny Rogers on the radio? That's because we got an extra hour of the Big Ugly Tailgate this morning. Casey had to take off. Ben is in Vegas. So you guys are stuck with me, James Frazier, and Cole here in the box. Colonel's so, up in uh, Abilene. Yeah, he's doing the passing championships. Yeah, the, the aired out. Hell yeah. Yeah, he, was, uh, he just texted in. But uh, he is like a busy, busy man. He's not going to be on t- this weekend or next week. He's a traveler. Well, he's going up to the Kentucky Derby. Oh, that's got, right. He's got a horse in the Kentucky Derby next week. Um, How many times do you think he's let everybody know about that? The confidence game. And confidence is the, game. Is the horse's name... Confidence game. That's the name of it? That's the name of it. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought it was going to be uh, Duggan. <laughs> drinks with Duggan. Drinks with Duggan. No. No, no drinks with game. Duggan? No. Are you, okay. are, I love going to like the Kentucky Derby parties. Yeah. They're flying up. They're doing the whole thing. They're flying up out of Dallas. They have the whole group of... Uh, 98 people that are flying from at 7 a.m. leaving Dallas. They just charter at, a flight? They chartered, uh, yeah, they got a, like a 737, a, like an Allegiance nice. um, 737. They're all flying up. They're all going into the swooshy um, owner's area. Yeah. I don't know. It's not You can't fit 98 people in the owner's box, but they have a swooshy, you know. But they're going to go up there. They're all, you know, dressing to the T's. Uh, although the colonel did say last time he went was with uh, my boy Jack. I think it was like four or five years ago. He placed fifth. And the colonel went with a fancy suit that he had made up. And of course. To, he's fancy. He's, he's like, he's like no, nah, this year I'm just going to go business. going to go business style. I'm like, all right. Chief Texan's going up with him. Going right. to wear some Cheezo's boots. Uh, shout out to the best best pair of boots that you could buy here in Texas, Cheezos.com. Check them out, 3507 South 1st Street. They're also a sponsor of uh, Morty Unleashed. The, nice. The, so, you know, well, big times for the Colonel. You ever been to the Derby yourself? No. I've been once. How was it? I bet I had more fun at the Kentucky Derby that day than anybody else. How and I bet I had more photos taken of me than anybody else <laughs> what, at the Derby. What was your outfit? It was also the 5th of May. Cinco de Mayo, you had a sombrero. I had a full-on mariachi. Uh, uh, what was the movie with? I can't believe you were the only Three one. Three Amigos. That, were you the only one that did that? The only, only I, one. I didn't even. So 
I got a last minute call. It was mm-hmm. like Thursday. Right. And I was at uh, Ranch 616 having lunch with, with some friends, having some drinks, having the original birthplace of the ranch water, by the way. Sure. And Buddy calls me up. He was like, hey, dude, I know this is last minute, but any chance you can join us Saturday, we're going to the Derby. I said, yep. So I had like a day to be able – like I was like, I can't, I'm not going to go get a suit made you know, or anything like that. But we were flying on a plane. Uh, and there was about 12 people. I was the 12th. So I had where, to, where do you go to get a sombrero and the whole outfit? Lucy's in disguise. Okay. So I was sitting there and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. I look up at Ranch 616 and there is a, uh, like a hog or a razor back that's been, you know, uh, mounted on the wall mm-hmm. and it's wearing a sombrero. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, it's, it's Cinco de Mayo. Okay. So I raced down to Lucy's in disguise, rent the mariachi costume. Okay. Don't tell anybody. Again, I had just been asked, I, and by the way, there's probably like three people on this plane who even know who I am, right? So I show up to the airport, and at like you know, like we were leaving at seven a.m. in the morning, yeah. and in a full-on mariachi costume. Cancel culture would never let you do it again. And and so we go to the derby, and like I said, I got, I had more photos taken of me. People were just coming. Oh, that's amazing! And and and, and there was probably about. Four or five people who were looking at me like, you're a jerk. This is – we take this seriously. This is the Kentucky Derby. And and by the way, my hat, the big sombrero, fit in great yeah. at the Derby because yeah. everybody's wearing these big dumb hats. Yeah. Right? So it, – it, and we had a great time. Went in, flew back that same night. You know, go in, get out. And that's so, – that. if you're going to do something day. like that. Yeah. But we were worried because it was torrential downpour. That That – time of the year is always you're always going to have some storms and thank god we 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 left as soon as the race was over we cheeked it back to the airport got on the plane and took off it's so and thank god we did because there was like a four hour wait to get your plane out of there yeah that place looks like i was flying for uh, the airlines and we would fly in there and out of there but the ramp space there is no ramp space it's it's private jets left right and in between and you know, getting in and out of there was crazy. Not for us because we were scheduled service. But back and forth. but I'll tell you, if if you ever go, if you ever get a chance to go, do it because the people in Kentucky are just some of the nicest folks you're ever going to meet. I mean, I know kind of get a bad rap sometimes with the big blue nation and the basketball team, and you know they're just very Kentucky. But then you go for the for the Derby, and people couldn't be nicer, handing you mint juleps left and right. I I can't think of a worse hangover in my life than the day after the derby because you're sitting there just drinking mint juleps all day and they are delicious if you've never had a mint julep make yourself one it is delicious fantastic jamie what if you took your buddy's fighter jet yes (laughs) now we're talking go out go in style you could do the flyover before the race that would be great yeah that'd be amazing fa waiting for you can we hey let me ask you this can we take the fighter jet. I don't. I've never to met this guy. Yeah, yet. it's Alabama yeah. instead of the RV. Just was, a couple trips. Yeah, back and forth. You back and forth. Jet back and forth. Cost, but I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Probably, probably less. Probably a little bit less than the Circle K down the street. No, you want to talk about about it? I I flew a helicopter from Norfolk, Virginia, to Las Vegas, Nels Air Force Base. And if you really want to see America fly a a we it was like a Chinook. No, they're like Blackhawks. Okay. We, we call them Seahawks in the Navy. Nice. And like, if you really want to see America, because that's a three-day trip for us. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, how long? It's a, it's a three-day trip. We how, had, fast, how fast do you go? Uh, when you're cruising, you're, oh, you're like a buck 40, so it would be okay. like 140 knots, 150 miles an hour. Right? 
but you're like you are packed. We what we had how we, high? Well, that's the whole thing. Is you know you're flying uncontrolled airspace, so you're you're flying probably about 500 feet. Sometimes you get you you pull up to go depending on what the airspace you're in. You have to right. And so we're we had uh, C-17s lined up for us to move all the aircraft out to uh, Nellis. We had like I think we had three. We were taking six aircraft. We stuffed two in a C-17. Um, and they canceled on us. We only had one show up. So two guys, two aircrafts got to go out there and, and get broken down and put back up. The other four, we had to fly on out. And it was, so we just broke up into twos and did our own Took thing. you three days? Yeah. We ended up, we landed here in Austin on the, was it on the way out there? Yeah, we stopped, we stopped in Austin. And uh, so it's fun, but it's only fun for like a day. The other two right. days- it's horrible, and and also <laughs> when you're flying, you're like you look at real America because you'd see everybody's backyard. You're like, we're a terrible country. <laughs> <laughs> at 500 feet, looking at real America, terrible country. It reminds me of a story we had a back in the day. Remember when Texas went up to Ohio State to play? Uh, that was the national. Was that the national championship year? Uh, they beat Ohio State up there. Well, one of our one of our buddies like got real cocky and was like, "I'm flying on a jet up to Ohio State." And we're like, "All right, okay. cool, man." Cool. Humble, humble yeah. brag, whatever. Yeah. But it wasn't a jet; it was a prop plane, oh. and it took them like fourteen hours, and they had to stop like four times on their way <laughs> yeah, to Columbus. Like, and and yeah. like like people that were driving got there faster yeah. than he did, and just clowning him. It's just like like oh. like I'm so cool. I'm on a private jet going to Columbus. Yeah, no, no. no that's that, if somebody tells you they're going to take you on a prop, uh, a twin like a King Air or something like that. Yeah, that's great because you can get. High altitude, you can get up there. Usually, pressurized system, and so you can you can jump up the flight levels and actually you have some speed. But single engine prop. I was oh. like, did, were you pulling a banner behind you? <laughs> like, what are you? Just what don't you, go in a hot air balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No hot air balloons. Yeah, we're we're staying away from. Ever since the what was it the the Chinese spy balloon. Stand, I'm staying out of hot air balloons. No chance. Now somebody rolls up with a PJ with a hot flight attendant and like, yes, that's where you're going. I'm good. There you go. I'm good. You boys like Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's coming up next week. Awesome. Yeah. Are you gonna? I, I, mean, I mean, I'll tune in for the derby. Well, sure. I, I thought, it's a fun day. I thought. I think Ben Buckman's throwing a uh, a derby party. There's a good chance. There's of a that. great chance. Driftwood will do something. Driftwood. And of course, Ben will act like it's him doing all the work. <laughs> But but yeah no it's derbies is fun it's a good time to get dressed up you know have a good day where were you for the uh, for the draft uh, for the first round Thursday yeah. night oh I was home. I just I stayed home to watch the whole thing oh did you yeah I had to work pretty late and uh, you know just tired I mean what I'm, was I'm, the most what was the biggest surprise to you because I'll give you my biggest well surprise. I, I mean to me the biggest surprise was seeing the Texans jump right. back and, and draft back to back you yeah. hadn't seen that no. since I think the Former Redskins, the now Commanders, I think they drafted LeVar Arrington and somebody else. Didn't the Redskins yeah. draft in a back-to-back, like two and three? Yeah, that was. I was just like, I thought they were making a mistake because they kept on. Like, I looked away and it's like, hey, number three draft is. The pick huge. is in, Texans. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? What, what, they just picked. They just picked. Like, no, they literally just traded up with the Cardinals to come in and get the third pick. I didn't necessarily feel like it was a, a great move. First off, there really hasn't been a precedence of anybody jumping up and going after a defensive player like that. 
Yeah. You see it all the time where a team maybe wants a quarterback and you really have to you have to trade away capital to go up and get that guy. But for a defensive player, I mean he's gonna be he could be a stud. He will be a stud. Will Anderson Jr. is going to be a stud. I just think they gave up a lot to go and get him. Yeah. You you know it's going bad when they do they trade up for a long snapper. It's like <laughs> Well, uh, yesterday, I think the Broncos drafted a kicker. Did they? In the third round. Man. Like, I don't even think. My Niners drafted a kicker. Oh, was it the Niners that did it? Yeah, it was the Niners. Yeah. I also, uh, speaking of the Broncos, I heard, uh, saw some photos of old Sean Payton really enjoying himself uh, <laughs> after a few of those draft picks. He's really acclimating to the Denver, Colorado atmosphere. That was like, did you see the difference in the war rooms? Like, there were like six people war rooms and then like 30, yeah. 30 people you war see the rooms. Cowboy, the Cowboys looked like Dr. Evil yeah. and, and <laughs> yes. like Frau Farbissina <laughs> and, and all those guys sitting right there. They'd always have to be lucky charms. But they looked like, like the axis of evil. Yeah. They played that up well. <laughs> I just love when you look and there's like six person wardroom and they're like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> it's like 30. Like, like, you looked at, I think it was the Dolphins. They had all their coaches were in there. Yeah, you know, and and ball I, boys. Think, I think the uh, yeah have the ball boys, the Lions. You know, like they had their coaches in there. You know, when it was Arizona and the Chargers turn, I already knew my brothers weren't going to be there. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, they're like, eh, we don't, we don't really care what the special teams coordinator thinks. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks. But if you think about it, I mean, special teams coach should have a lot of say, or at least some input, at least, at, and especially later on in the drafts. Because sure, those it, those guys, the guys that get drafted in the third, and, and you're looking and for athletes. You're looking for athletes right. that can come on and make a team by joining the special teams. Right. Yeah, and that, that that makes sense in the in the later the later rounds because I mean, Mister Irrelevant. I want to see who's going to hook. I mean, who was who was Mister Relevant last year? James Fraser, Brock Purdy. Purdy. Is he pretty relevant? He's pretty relevant. I tell you what, there's been a couple Mister Irrelevants that have been relevant. Sure. In recent years, yeah, but Brock Purdy has to be the They're probably the top top of the Mr. I mean, relevance. Yeah, would you say? I mean, let's say Brock Purdy goes on to win a Super Bowl or two in San Francisco. Yeah, is he a better story than Tom Brady? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. I mean, you have Tom Brady. What what round? Third round? No, Brady was the two hundredth pick. Two hundred. So that's the sixth six round. Yeah, thirty times six. Yeah, it's about six round. Sure. And uh, but you know now he's a goat. He yeah. not ah the uh, at least the goat. Well, I feel like the word goat has really been watered down, <laughs> right? What's it? Okay, I mean, has it not? Like everybody's oh, like, oh yeah, he's the, goat. he's the goat. He's the goat. Yeah. Like I'll tag something on Instagram and be like, oh the goat. Yeah, you know, like no. Mm. I mean, maybe in that respective field. I thought he was the goat because he had a supermodel wife. Yeah, he had. <laughs> how many how many rings and now Tom's yeah. apparently done with models by the way he's come out publicly and said he's I saw that okay so where do you go to <laughs> what's your next what's your what athletes drive through attendants I don't know accountants Fly, attorneys flight attendants influencers sure, influencers sure. aren't models they just influence you can always go after a <laughs> uh, Kardashians. No, not, mm. not the Kardashian. No, no, no. He hey, should Kim go after single. the uh, Kim single, like Whoa. a martial, like a martial artist. Yeah, like, like Bruce a, Lee, <laughs> yeah, oh, or uh, what, like a Brazilian well, jiu-jitsu what, instructor. That's what his wife. Well, that's did. what his wife's <laughs> doing. We got to spread it out, guys. Can't have a whole bunch of jujitsu guys. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that jujitsu. That's great.
Right. We we gotta we gotta take a quick commercial break. You're listening to the third hour, the bonus hour of the Big Ugly Tailgate. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Big Ugly Tailgate here on the Horn. Live, local, digital, and on the Horn app and hornfm.com. Johnny Rogers, James Frazier. We got Cole in the box. Now joined our main man, Rodney, revved up with Rodney. Going to talk a little little revved up, a lot of uh, some cars, some fast cars going down. We were talking a little bit in the last one of the last segments about the Vegas F1. Yeah. I, I don't. What are they doing? Are they cut, are they shutting down the entire. They're, they're going to have to. They're, they're going to have to because you're going to have. Just the inundation of people that are going to be in Vegas that right. weekend. And, and and the whole thing is, I mean, I mean, this is encompassing everything there. Yes. Everything there. You're yeah. racing down the main street. The, the main street. And, and then there's long straightaways. There, there's all of this stuff that, that they've gone in and they've put this track together. And i got to tell you guys, I, I mention this all the time. This is going to be, uh, I know I know. we were just, Johnny, talking about the Indianapolis 500. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that that is the biggest race of them all. I mean, Correct. even being a stock car guy, the Indy 500 is my favorite race of them all. But this right here, what what's going to happen in November, and it's November 18th, will actually be the F1 race. Are you race. going? It's a, probably not. I, I don't wow. think uh, I need that j- fighter plane to get. In. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a hell of a lot of help to go, guys. You can get there in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this this is going to be an event like no other. I mean, Indianapolis is still Indianapolis. Right. But but what's going to happen in Vegas, guys, is going to make that look minuscule at best. I think. I mean, I, it's going to be all, huge. We all love the whole city. We all love mm-hmm. Dakota, but we also like looking at like in Europe when they race downtown. Through everyone's yeah. the, like, like the Monaco Grand Prix, that, yeah, that, Monaco. that's that's yeah. the benchmark. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the benchmark, and, and, and that's that's the beauty of it because like, you get like Coda and, and where they're at uh, this weekend. The, those are purpose built, right. you know, racetracks. But but when you get them on the street, like the years uh, the years at Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when you would race through downtown Detroit, and then oh, that's right, uh, yeah, and, and the road starts coming apart, and and all yeah. of this, and and this is the, the spectacle that we're about to watch here, and all the momentum that that Formula One is riding right now with this drive to survive. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna it's, be stupid. Now, what, yeah. is I the mean, best way to put it? Where do you go? Do you do you run out? I mean, do they are the hotels running out like? Rooms that you can actually <laughs> see, and there's balconies, and there's like, or there's a, like grandstands. I mean, what what do they have? There? They, I mean, it, it's pretty atypical as it always is. I mean, the, the hotels are, except for the price. Okay, if you thought the prices were high before, g- Google that right now. <laughs> Google that right now we, and, and see what, what that. Talk? It, I, I mean, it's like thousands upon thousands of dollars per night. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I've seen forty, fifty thousand dollars a night, and this is not this is not in the uh, the win. <laughs> These are some of the like super, super eights, you yeah. know. <laughs> oh my god! Now is that all like Middle East money coming, Europe money, uh, South American yes. money? That's all coming in. A and like everybody who who doesn't want to go to Vegas? I mean, right? All I mean, this but is, it's already hard to get a cab in Vegas. 
<laughs> now you throw <laughs> in an F one race. Yeah, there's how no are way you going to get around to the hit airport? There's no that's, way. That's the whole thing. You know, the, this is this is one of the things that I go back to so often with the with the North American influence now with Formula One. A lot of that from that net, Netflix thing because it it seriously is. You, you see, like with NASCAR that we talk about all the time, you see a disconnect between the fan base and the series, and the reason is because the the disconnect there is because you have the old time NASCAR fans, the, right. the the ones that have been at this for a while. This whole Formula One crowd, it's all new people. <laughs> they don't know Nelson Piquet. Yeah, exactly. And the, exactly the money thing, where's the money come from? Is the money clean? Formula One don't really care. No. no. <laughs> they don't really it's care. It's a white-collar sport. As long as the checks uh, absolutely. cash. Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. But it, and and it, ticket w- prices reflect that. Uh, no, you you right. can't get an F1 ticket for less than 500 bucks. Right. And the whole thing is, this is where, uh, I mean, I think it's great. It's great and not so great for COTA because you'll have COTA in October. Then right. you go to Vegas. Next week. Or, or Cinco de Mayo, we go to Miami with Formula One. So now you got three three dates in, in the U.S. But this is, I think for, for Coda, this is going to be something to where people are like, okay, you know, I think I might want to go to Vegas. Let me go test this out. It might be a little bit easier to, to, to attempt to, to come to Austin. But at the same time, I go to this, and I, I know when, when F1 started going to Mexico the week after Coda, that put a sting a little bit on Coda. So... I don't know, man. I mean, it's... we're just a destination city, definitely. But can we can we move the F one racing downtown Austin? <laughs> no, absolutely yes. not. I don't think you want they... Austin can't handle a five K downtown. Okay, yeah. let alone a Formula One race. I was watching yesterday when you had the the possibility of hail downtown. Yeah, and it was it's a crap a... show down there. So yeah, I don't think you. They used to do that. We had a guy on on revved up a while back. They used to run. It was like a part of Aquafest, and they would run the River Skipper City Road pins. races Skipper down there. Pins were amazing. They, they would run them down around. I mean, before back when it was still Town Lake. Yeah, uh, you know they'd run it them still over there is Town Lake. Uh, around yeah. Palmer Auditorium back in there. They drove them down House Park. <laughs> I mean, it was like really cool. So now F one, do they have to like, uh, like, uh, like go ahead and solder down the freaking um, manhole covers on these things? Because I mean, do they have to that's, rip up the whole? That's is, what do they have to do? That's been a point of concern because you do you do have to do something with that because there, there's a stretch there. I guess we would call it the back stretch in Vegas, and that thing is I I think it's over a mile and a half long, and it is just straight. Yeah. I mean, just just a straight shot. And you and have I, to do that. Yeah. And at what speed are they getting up to? Back there, you're going to be well over 200 miles an hour. <sighs> and, you know, it... Uh, What's the clearance from the ground to... Uh, it, and here's here's a bigger deal, guys. Most of these, I know, like uh, Azerbaijan or whatever they call it, where you're racing this, this week. I mean, it's like we watch it at night is when we get to see it. This is this is Saturday night in Las Vegas. Oh, this is Saturday night. Saturday night. Listen, there's going to be Yahoo's like... <laughs> Vomiting on yes. the racetrack. Yes. Or somebody's going to get drunk and throw a water bottle or right. a glass bottle on the street. And then it's like, what do you do? Because there's not much clearance. Yeah. There's there's an outcry right now because NASCAR's going to Chicago. And there are folks saying, well, you know, you know all these smart asses we have in the world these days. Yes. Like, uh, they're going to be shooting at the cars. You know, you have all of that. I'm like, you might ought to think about Saturday night in Las Vegas. Yeah. <sighs> I've had a few of those nights. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, Buckman's over there right now. He's probably checking out the manhole covers right now to see if they're going to be smooth. Who knows? I think the lowest ticket right now going in Vegas is, call it 1500 Yeah. Not including the room, not including your flight. Just showing up by the port And that's just to stand there. That's just to stand It's a $5,000 trip. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is Without a doubt. Oh, easy. Yeah. I mean, drink. Yeah. 
I, get, I mean, that's a, check out the plane. The, the. I, I, I hope Southwest has their stuff figured out that weekend. <laughs> or a fighter jet. Well, is it SJX, the private? Sweet. Oh, Jet Sweet X? Jet Sweet yeah. X, yeah. Love they jet just made X. a – now there's a stop from Austin to Vegas. There used to be one back in, in uh, Buchanan near me in Concord, California. Okay. It was fantastic. Hell yeah. Buchanan to L.A. Because I was seeing a girl out there. It was like, I think, 80 bucks. Round yeah. trip. He had to throw that in. I was yeah, seeing of course. Really. Yeah. <laughs> we were all we like, were, hey, we hey, are hey, wondering. Yeah. <laughs> but really what this is, this this is going to be just the, the event in and of itself. I mean, the sideshow that's going to roll in because he, these Formula One drivers, guys, the, the, these guys are – these are like Hollywood people now. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, with Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton and Checo Perez, you know, the, it, it, there are so many different countries that have relevant drivers right now. Boom. All in Vegas. And they're all going to want to go because this is the initial one that's coming. It's going to go. Why, why don't we have a yeah. fund we for, to get Rodney there? You know, we get it up to about fifty, sixty thousand. Go fund me. Go fund me. Uh, that's about seventy thousand. We get you in there. Big go. We know me. someone with a fighter jet. I, that's what I'm I talking about. Yeah. Going to need that to, to get in there. <laughs> but but I'll say, and I and I I like what you're saying in regards to the reality show that they mm-hmm. that they've built around this. And 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 in my opinion, and you saw it starting back in the day with Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks was really that first documentary style where, hey, guess what? You're getting to know who these players are as people. Right. Okay. Now I can connect with them. So now you 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 have the same thing in F1. And you watch one of those series, and you're like, oh, my God, that's my guy. That's who I want to cheer for. Oh, I understand what it takes to be at that level. Mm -hmm. You also start seeing that with the PGA decided to get involved with it. Okay, I bet the NBA has something like that here pretty soon, and so is Major League Baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's the best way to connect the fans you want to, to know guys. them. Yeah. You want to know them. And, and here's, uh, I threw this stat out a couple of months ago to where you go and you look at Formula One viewership last year. You know, now that we're post-pandemic and now that this thing is really growing, it is growing, uh, I think you're, it grew 50% in the female category. And that's why I've always said, if you if you can attract the, the female audience, this is where NASCAR suffers. I mean, because they just, they're not great with that demographic but 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 the female demographic and 18 and under grew uh, respectively 50 and 25 percent do you last think year. the movie Incredible. helped it the the formula one movie it could have it could have yeah. and that's that that's again to where you want to know the personalities mm-hmm. i mean you want to get to know the, how the sport got to be what it is and yeah. you know you mentioned mario andretti a while ago you know when we talk about indianapolis and you know that's a guy where you really look back, and he was a, a Formula One champion, uh, an Indy Car champion, an Indy Five Hundred winner. But it's um, you go back, and and people with Formula One they they do it the opposite of other series to where uh, when you dive into a series, you want to learn about it. What these folks do is they dive into Formula One and they start learning the past. And when you go back and learn the past and tie it to the present, that that's what's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean. The money behind these these I mean, what are the purses for these guys? I I have no clue. Have no I mean, they're, they're, a lot of times they don't release these things. Um, but a lot of the drivers they're on they're on contracts. they're getting paid they're getting paid contracts getting and then whatever contracts. whatever they do I believe goes to the team. Yeah, FIA takes a piece out of that. Okay. That's that's a sanctioning body. Obviously, they're going to have to pay whoever's putting this together. They're they're at Vegas, oh. and and I've seen some of the paddocks and everything that that are in store <laughs> at, at Vegas. And this is this is not uh, anything that uh, these are no shacks, my boys. Th- this is like the real. Thing. Will they it's, have Bud Light there? I don't know. Uh, well, well, Vegas. Mm. 
Probably. <laughs> Probably. But, but you're so. right. This is, you know, they've they've put these drivers in a light that they're superstars, which they are over in Europe and right. in other countries. America has just been really slow to really get on. I mean, well, I mean, NASCAR was invented here, sure. you know, in the sure. South, bootlegging and all of that. Um, but, but even like, I mean, me growing up, my mom's from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. She was a Indy 500 uh, parade queen. Like, we've nice. been, I've been... 11 times in my life to the Indy 500. It is part of our family. It is mm-hmm. so much fun. Haven't been in 15 years. Yep. Um, but but to me, when I think racing in America, I, I think of IRL, mm-hmm. I think of the Indy 500, and I think NASCAR. Yeah, no and doubt. I, I almost only think of the Indy 500 race specifically, but, but then I also think NASCAR too. And so... What, what's been going on with F1, I think for a lot of people in the U.S., is like, this is the best. Yep. This is the best racing. World class, worldwide. World class. Yeah. And, and, and this is where, correct me if I'm wrong, they're doing these modifications to the cars that eventually matriculate their way down to the everyday consumer. Exactly. So if you're exactly. driving around a Mercedes and you're talking about. Lewis Hamilton drives one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's, and here's the other part of, of, of what Formula One is doing really well. So, so years ago. Uh, at, at early 90s, before Jeff Gordon came to NASCAR. Jeff Gordon almost went to Formula One. And that has always been what has been lacking is the American driver. Well, I, I met the kid here in, in, in October last year. Right. We did a thing here with the station with Williams. Now we've got an American in a Williams. I mean, he's not at the Hell front yeah. of the pack all the time. But n- now, uh, miraculously now with three races in the States, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a guy from Florida <laughs> racing in a Williams, and, and boom! There's Logan Sargent. Logan Sargent. Well All done. Right. Is, well he done. Win- is he winning? No, I, I mean he's 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 probably with the fifth best team in the team that he's with. They vie to be the third best most of the time, but it but it's a very story team. I mean, you, you remember the Nelson PKs and all of those mm-hmm. names. They drove Williams. They won championships in the eighties. Williams has been struggling to come back with Mercedes and Red Bull and Ferrari and all of this. But now, now. Now they have an American, and that's that's powerful, I, man. I just like I don't understand. Like, so if I just show up in Vegas and I don't have a ticket, I can't see the race because it's all the way down in Vegas. I mean, it's it's got to find a spot. It's, find- it's like Coda. You know, a lot of folks are, are like, "Where's the best spot to sit at Coda?" It's like probably Turn One, but yeah. I I recommend you save a little bit, save a little bit of money, and just go walk around and watch Absolutely. it in different places. I mean, go people watch. Hell, that's the best part. Uh, you, no doubt, no doubt, and that's what <laughs> that's what I loved always. Uh, not necessarily the race about the Indy Five Hundred. But it was the the pageantry, and it mm-hmm. was uh, our routine. You know, we would go, you know, the night before to a Calcutta, and then the next morning, you've already gotten your coolers full of fried chicken and beer. I mean, you bringing at 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 least the eighty five hundred, and most yep. races I've been to, you bring it's BYOB and BYOF. Bring right. your own food. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I don't know. I mean, they're going to. I wonder what a hot dog is going to cost in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Augusta Masters pricing on the yeah. sandwiches in Vegas. But but speaking of Indy, so I was going to talk about this a little bit later on. I'll, I'll kind of dive into it. So with the whole reality thing, now IndyCar has gone. Now they've got a hundred days to Indy, and it just kicked off on Thursday. What 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 platform? The CW. 
Ooh, okay. <laughs> the frog? The, on, the frog? On the frog, yeah. Is this going to be brought to you by Texas Ranger Walker? Pro- yeah, probably. Uh, is it live on the CW? Yeah. Or, uh, it lives on the CW. Mean Girls or, yeah. or some of those. Hey, of those the, third, the third turn brought to you by Mean Girls. Yeah, that's right. But, but the <laughs> One whole, Tree Hill. But they're late to the party. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, NASCAR tried to do this a couple of years ago, and it was like, they were even more current with their behind-the-scenes stories. But well, that was Ricky Bobby show, right? That's right. <laughs> but the, the thing is, with, like with NASCAR, something happens and it goes on all week. You don't need a reality show. I mean, right. you got a guy that got hurt this week racing sprint cars, and and there's your soap opera. You don't need a reality show. But Formula One, man, that that, that Vegas, I, I it's gonna be awesome. Oh, dude. And my, Miami next week is is going to be great. I mean, uh, talk about the different demographics there. I mean, you go from where would you uh, rather go? Vegas, Miami, or Mexico City? I think I would probably rather go to Mexico City. Really? Yeah, I, I think probably. Uh, I I go to a lot of races, but I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of crowds. Not the biggest fan of There's crowds. There's not crowds in Mexico City. Well, probably not what you're going to see in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mexico, Mexico City would be a fun place to go. See I think a race. so too. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I just, I mean, I like the fact that you know, I mean, Austin, I mean, Formula One. If if we're being honest here, it really helped put Austin on a international map. It did. Yeah. When it did. when it was announced that Circuit of the Americas was coming, and that F one was going to be coming to Austin, Texas. When that happened, it was the second most mentions of Austin, Texas, in the history of media. You know what the first most mentioned was? What's that? We were get, we were the place that JFK was coming to after oh, wow. after the Grassy Knoll. He was on his way to Austin, Texas. After that, wow, that was the most mentioned Austin, Texas, as far as an international media standpoint. It's crazy until Formula One comes along. I got to tell you guys a funny story. I, I've told this story before. Uh, the the guy that that designed the racetrack that led the whole charge is is an acquaintance of mine. Uh, I awesome. worked for him for Tavo Hellman. Uh, I did oh, yeah. some, I did some races for him out in Kyle, um, and it, it was a it was a cold night back in I guess twenty. 10 or whenever that was I get a phone call and it said tavo hellman i'm like what, what is he calling me for it's like 10 30 in the evening and he's like i just met with the governor you you are not you can't he's like you can't say anything you can't believe what's going to happen i said what's going to happen he said formula one's coming to austin i said where are we going to race them at thunder hill <laughs> <laughs> how are we going to do this you got a dirt track hey, <laughs> celebration station was put out a long time ago austin park and pizza yeah. <laughs> no but uh I'm looking forward to it, dude. It, it, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be um, a spectacle. I, I really do think we need to fund me side and get Rodney Rodriguez out there. That'd be. I think that would be a really good idea. That would be hornfm.com. That's right. <laughs> hornfm.com. Well, hey, we, we'll pick up this conversation. We got to take a quick commercial break. You are listening to the Big Ugly Tailgate here on the Horn. Welcome back to the Big Ugly Tailgate. What a beautiful Saturday morning, guys. It's beautiful. Sun is out. Skies are blue. It is a Chamber of Commerce kind of day. And thank you for listening to the Big Ugly Tailgate. This is Johnny Rogers. We got James Frazier in the house. We got Rodney, revved up with Rodney, which will be coming on here at the 11 o'clock hour. But We've got the whole... the the It has been a tailgate Big today. Ugly Tailgate. You get High ground. And revved, uh, revved up. Where's Tyler. Tick tock tie. Tick tock tie is. Tyler Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that tie. Gotcha. Yeah, Ty's calling in on revved up because that dude has hit a hot streak gambling on racing. Yes, he has. Really? Well, on a lot of things. Well, yeah. (laughs) 
That's, yeah, what, that's why he's probably not up here right now. He actually gets to sleep in when he gets on a heater. I think he's in. I think he went to Dallas to go pick up a, a yeah, car. Yeah, went to pick up a car. Oh, yeah. but he also, the game got postponed. But yeah, he, but he's going, going to go to the TCU yeah, game? Yeah, he's going to the TCU game today. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fun. I, I hope that the Frog fans treat him a little better than last time yeah, he was but, around the Frog no, no, fans. No, but it's, it's his problem because yeah. he'll paint himself orange and go out there and start yelling at the TCU fans. That's a YP. Yeah. I saw him at the. Uh, I saw some videos of him at the uh, draft party thing at the Pluckers draft party. So uh, I guess he wasn't the happiest of the Cowboys draft pick uh, there on Thursday. Which I mean, you're filling well, was, you're filling a need. Yeah. I mean, come on. He was, he was making uh, big bets on Levis. He thought Levis oh. would go. He's like he's going to go. You know, one or two. And like Levis wouldn't suck around. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. What, yeah. what do we think about uh, Mozzie Smith, the first pick uh, for the Cowboys? Any thoughts on, on him? I, I, you know, it, it fills it fills a need, and I mean that really is the thing. Of course, I love Jerry afterwards. Oh yeah, we had our eye on him the whole time. Yeah. of course, of course you, did. you did. Of course you did. Where's but, Zeke going? Uh, no one knows. Philadelphia. You just watch. You just he watch. Can, you just watch. That, I mean, that's actually like, the nail in the back of Jerry's absolutely. Back. Yeah. Just, oh, absolutely. It, it might drive him to just be done. If There's, Zeke goes to the Eagles, oh come on. There's no killing. Well, if we Jerry can get Jones. Jerry to be done, we need to go fund me to Zeke to Philadelphia yeah. and get him out of here. There you go. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think one of the things that jumped out at me about the Cowboys going and getting him is that this has really given Dan Quinn some weapons. You know, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of times in the draft you see— you know, I'm surprised Dan Quinn's still there. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand he could have. I, I firmly believe he could have been a head coach this past coaching oh, cycle. sure. Okay. But good for, good for the Cowboys to keep him in one place. Yeah. Because that's the hard part. When you, when you become good, look at the Eagles this past year. They lost their offense coordinator and their defense yep. coordinator. And they didn't even win it at all. Right. No. They just made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. I mean, that happens with Shanahan guys, too. You look at, I mean. Well, it also happens at the college level. Yeah, it does. I mean, think about the Mac Brown years. Although. When, I mean, when they would have a good year, and then the offense coordinator gets taken. Then the defense coordinator gets but taken. But Sark, actually, it's pretty much the same cast last year, this year. No doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. No. No. No, Gary Patterson this this year, right? But which will know, probably bring them down. Which, by the way, I just want to take a quick uh, oh, comment on the draft. Oh, no. Is that I am shocked. It's a Travis Sham mockery that Max Duggan has not been taken. I know he should have been a first rounder, probably. Just kidding. There you but go. But I, I still think that Max Duggan and, and also Stetson Bennett hasn't been taken either. I was actually listening to something. I think it was early this morning, and I guess at uh, at the at the combine, he wasn't the friendliest to some of the media. And it's like Duggan oh, or, uh, uh, or Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. And it's like you well, know, he's too busy getting rested in Dallas, right? But, and that's that's a whole thing to where now that that's come up to that's where it's a like okay, is this dude drinking too much? Is this dude doing whatever? And it's like man, you got to go win. You got to go win your 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 reporters. You got to go win. You know, if you're going to go into a city, you got to you got to entertain those people. It's yeah. part of the th- like we're talking about the racing you see the nascar guys they don't want to talk to me no. they don't have time to talk to me but they do it because that's part of what they what they have to do and i think that that's so big in the nfl draft in the combine as you're going through this process is you have to learn that part mm-hmm. I, I tell young racers all the time you were talking about young racers i'm like you need to learn how to speak well you don't talk good you speak well hey it's driven by advertisement it really it is. is you're it, selling it is. yourself at the end of the day you're yeah. selling yourself are you going to get that advertisement we need we need more patches on your on your driver's seat that's right right, right. Ah. and and if i'm bud light uh, d- d- ah. I, I want ah. i want bud light having me as polished as possible sure. for me going to push their product yeah. and that's what these people are looking at well and i think the other knock on Stetson bennett to be honest with you is that he's the first rookie to ever come in with his aarp card because he's 37 <laughs> years old i think 
No. Yeah, he's like my age. I'm 28. I think he's like 26. Yeah, I mean, the, like guy, the guy's coming in with a walker into, into, <laughs> into yep. his rookie year. I mean, that guy's, seriously, he's like 28 years old, I think. Yeah. Or 26. <laughs> I digress. You, you do that, that I'm hearing maybe the Rams. You know, you kind of have the tie right there with Stafford and the Georgia connection and all of that. He's 25. So maybe keep your eye on keep, keep your eye on the Rams. They only have one quarterback. Yeah. And he's gimpy, I guess. And older. And older. And yeah. older. Yeah. But, but he's got a ring. And he got out of Detroit. <laughs> good for him. Man, that's that was a feel good story right there. You couldn't be you couldn't help but be happy for that dude. He got out of Detroit and got a ring. That doesn't happen. In the matter of a season. Yeah, one season. That's, that's crazy. Well, they did they did draft uh Steve Avila, the TCU offensive lineman for the Rams. So at least there you go. You know, how, if that's where he ends up, he had a TCU how did TCU do in the draft? Uh, pretty good. We've had two players taken so far. Uh, Quentin Johnson went to uh, the Chargers. So I, I now have a, a player to cheer for on my brother's team. Yeah, there let's it is. Go. UT finally put a, a offensive player in the, in the first 18 round. 18 years? 18 years. Since, since BY was BY taken BY in the first round. That is shocking to me. It, it's crazy. It, and I'd like to say best dressed of round one was Bijan. Oh, no doubt. He looks smooth. He, did. he looks smooth. He, he almost looked did as smooth see, as you. Did you look at uh, uh, Bryce... Uh, Oh. Bryce had an interesting outfit. He had a kilt. He had a kilt. <laughs> Some of these guys, I'm like. Hey, by the by the way, I did go to the Bijan Mustardson draft party over at Coco's on the East Side. How was it? <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Like he, there was a a ton of the current players. Cedric Baxter was there. Jordan Whittington was there. Uh, former players, Alex Okafor, uh, the Bros Fresh. I don't know if you guys ever oh, heard yeah. those guys mm-hmm. play, but mm-hmm. they were playing the entire time. Super nice dudes. Um, I got me some Bijan mustards and nice. gear. How is Bijan mustard? I've, I've not had it. Fantastic. Fantastic. It, I mean, like, it really is a good mustard. Right. And and think about how much mustard is about to be sold in Atlanta. Oh, man. <laughs> think about that. Like, yeah. the Falcons will probably buy a bunch just to have in the complex. Man. But I That mean, should be the condiments at the concession stand, right? It's right. No doubt. Yeah. 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 And, it I, should and be. absolutely, at the Falcon Stadium, they should have Bijan mustard in, in the that's right. The, the pull down yeah. mustard thing in the pumper. And actually, that might be a little too expensive. I'm sure because I think Arthur Blank was the first owner in the NFL to lower. Oh, the you're, price I, I of think goods. you're right. I think he, you're right. He yes. came in and made hot dogs two bucks. Wow. He made yeah. Coke, Coke, like go buy a Coke or a beer like five bucks. But what, weren't they the same like ownership group that put in Chick Fil A? At the stadium? That's not yeah, open but, on Sunday. But yeah. It's not open on yeah. game so, day. <laughs> it's not open on game day. Yeah. I want some chicken nuggets. <laughs> you can't have not bad. today. Yeah, not but you today. can like today. at the Saturday night yeah. Taylor Swift show, you can at least get your, your, your chicken nuggies. I tell you what, whatever city picked up Bijan, they they won. Because yeah. he is going to be he will be, He'll be the, the face, face of the franchise. franchise yeah. And he is so well spoken, yeah. such a good person. I'll tell you right now. I'll make a wild prediction here. You will never hear about Bijan Robinson getting in trouble offside the, no. outside the, mm-hmm. the locker room. No. I don't at all. Period. It's, but it's especially off the field, that kid. I've never met a college student, a kid wh- who's more humble. Sure, and and, ha- and has yeah, well spoken, but also like his, has his priorities straight. It he is. is he is one with God. And yeah. he let he lets God take take the reins. Nice. Uh, he you know even I look back at his recruiting recruitment at the at the high school level and where he was going to go to school. Right. It came down to USC and Texas, and he prayed about it, and he decided to come to you know God told him to come to Texas, not to TCU. 
Not to TCU. <laughs> well, and I think this is kind of like the, the story that I go back to is, is when, when Drew Brees went to New Orleans. Uh, you know, he not only saved the franchise and made him, made him relevant, but, but in a different situation because New Orleans was in total disarray at that point after Katrina. So he went in, what he did for the franchise, what he did for the city, and still the impact that he has there now is, is something where I think Bijan going to Atlanta, and again, Atlanta has issues. Sure. I mean, uh, Austin has issues yeah. for crying out loud, but uh, you guys hit the nail on the head with, with what the Falcons are getting right there. You're, you're not only getting a franchise player, you're getting a franchise person. Right. And it's hard to find both of those right now the, the in culture, the same person. The culture of the Atlanta Falcons will change because of B. John Robinson. I'm telling That's you right, right now, that, yeah. that kid's going to come in, he's going to do things the right way, he's going to work his tail off. He's not that vocal of a leader. Okay, he's not the rah-rah guy that's going to come in and get the team all pumped up to go. He's just going to go out and he's going to work hard as hell during practice, hard as hell in the off season, and he's going to come in a game well, day and give it his. And the biggest thing about him, he is not a distraction, and no. that's that's the best part about that. Like you're not going to see him on a uh, like Zeke was a couple years yeah. ago at like a St. Patty's Day parade, oh, yeah. you know, ripping girls' tops off. That, that ain't happening. <laughs> Okay, he's a good kid. He doesn't. Zeke had a, Rottweil- a Rottweiler par- problem too, biting neighbors. Yeah. Yes. CJ getting a little wild here. No, Uh-oh. she's good. Uh-oh. Why'd she's, that come up? Uh-oh. She's 110 pounds. She's good. She's all right. Sweetheart. Huh? She's a sweetheart. She is East Austin sweetheart. East Austin sweetheart. And the proprietor of Clifford Studios. Well, Clifford Studios just protect Clifford Studios. It's yes. right there. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Can't Rodney, wait. have you got a chance to go over to Clifford Studios? I haven't yet. yet. He, he, he mentioned it to me. He mentioned it to me. I'm going to bring you on. Yes, I can't wait to have. We're gonna talk. You get to talk to a PhD in astrophysics and ask him questions. Oh man, I don't, can we talk I, about the Verde? I don't know if I can come up with something. We, yeah, because I'd like to have Chris. I'll have Chris over yeah. too. Yeah. CQ uh, yeah. Verde got a game tonight up at Q2 Stadium. Who they playing? They were, the the they, other team. Are, yeah. <laughs> I think San Jose. They're earthquakes. I think they're having just they're having an offense problem there. Yeah, San Jose. Yeah. Yes, they're not the, pushing the, the quakes. Yes, well, there's gonna be a quake in Austin. And it's going to be from the Los Verde coming to the south end of the Bouncing back. Here we go. Uh, Let's get, go. Getting it back on track. It's kind of been tough sledding mm. for the, the little hangover maybe right there. I can't yeah, wait to that's ever, fair. Is that what it is? They, well, you know, to me, and, and I know that y'all, Jamie's not going to have any idea what I'm talking about here because <laughs> he doesn't ever watch this team. But it looks to me like they actually changed up the the style of offense that they're running. You know, the last year you saw Diego Fagundes, you saw Sebastian Drusi scoring a lot of goals, and they were up in the box a lot more. Now it's Seabass's. He's playing midfield. It's a different style of offense, and I don't know it's because they got maybe different players. I don't know enough about soccer to speak intelligently to that. But maybe that's something we can unpack and unwind a little bit at Clifford Studios. Oh, no. When when we got Chris Quinn, uh, maybe get Davey Arnault or Josh. Full bar over there, too. Full bar. Yeah, it is there you go. Bar. Full bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, right. even better. I, I yeah. might go on the way home. You're always invited. I, I'll have to. I have to get the logistics. Yeah, we're launching. Uh, we're launching Morty Unleashed Friday. Nice. Cannot wait Hell to have yeah. you on. There it is. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, what a great day for the Big Ugly Tailgate. Sorry, we had a was not a high ground show, but well, we it always was high ground and rev. You know, we're. I mean, this is this is the cornucopia. The. It's this is, this is maybe, the meeting in the middle, right? Maybe here. we ought to just scrap all the shows and, and just, just go from eight to noon, noon. Just nonstop. Who Everybody. knows? You never know who's going <laughs> to jump in. But on here. We yeah. sure do appreciate you guys taking some time out of your Saturday mornings to listen to us, whether that's taking your kids to their their games or just running to get some breakfast tacos. Appreciate you listening to the Big Ugly Tailgate here on the Horn. We'll see you next week. Same night for Revved Sports. Adios. See ya. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. 
My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from California.